Good even or good afternoon everyone and welcome to Remember God Loves You. And I'll meet you at the finish line. So I just wanna say we did have a technical issue last night, and so that's why we took another day of rest and someone so we got something fixed. And so today is good. Today is a day that the Lord hath made and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And anyway, if it's still a rainy day, it is always a good day because that means after the rain comes the blossoms. And it's actually great because we are about to hit the beginning of May. And it's going to be May Day or May 1st. or I don't know what you want to say, so I'm going to beat it to you guys by saying early rabbit rabbit for May 1st. So, <clears throat> you know, I just want to kind of do a special episode, not a special episode, but you know, as we concluded last night's or the study of chasing God and pursuing Him, the twenty-eight day challenge. You know, what is the land in land of in between? You know, that's a question that you know I had to think about. Like, you know, the land in between. And so, if you have your Bibles open, we are going to be in John ten ten, and I think it's going to be a respectable because I want to expound on that because it's something I thought of us. I've been thinking about quite a bit, uh, and it's definitely had some uh, thought about it, and I prayed about it, and I think, you know, it's something that we need to kind of bring up. So let's start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you so much for uh, giving us the time to worship you, giving the time to call upon you even during the struggles of our life, giving the time to just worship you and and just giving you also the praise the rain that you've blessed us with, and if anyone that's listening, just the beautiful weather around them, and that you've given us life and fresh air to breathe. We also just pray that you can protect us and protect uh, this country and the, and the countries that people are listening to, or around the world, if anyone's listening to, protect their homeland, and give them the assurance that everything's going to be okay. And in your Father's name we pray, amen and amen. So if you have your Bibles open, we are in John 10.10, 10, and it states, The thief does not come except to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. Amen and amen. So that comes in between the land of in-between. What does that mean? I mean, if I were to ask you that, the land of in between, it's the, and here's a quote that comes into mind. We must move from knowing God's promises to believing the promise to actually taking hold of the promise through obedient action in order to make it a reality in our lives. So, Huh, that is a question to a continuation. So what do you do when you when your spiritual walk becomes so stagnant and it becomes so crawl? Because that happens to us. You know, that happens when we are comfortable in our life, when we are comfortable and knowing that everything's gonna be okay. We're like, oh man, this is great. You know, I got my job, I got my dream job, I got my family, I got a house, and I got my car paid off. I'm looking really good. And I don't really need God. And so then our walk becomes so stagnant, so stale. What do we do? 
when you feel like a disappointment to yourself and to God, that's another question that comes to a ponder. <clears throat> when things, when uh, storms do come, uh, when storms do arise, we feel like we're a disappointment to God. What do you do when you realize your once passionate faith has morphed into a predictable, uh, domesticated belief system? Sometimes the gap between the faith we long for and the faith we experience seems beyond bridging. We assume that going from where we are to where we want to be is impossible. So we settle into a land of in-between. We, uh, we read about the bold faith of others and think, man, good for them. Wow, kudos to them. I don't know how they did it, but I wish I had that. So we make peace um, with uh, passivity because we falsely believe God God would never want to use the likes of any anyone or anyway anyway God I'm going to reread that again we make peace with passivity because we falsely believe God would never want to use the likes of us anyway. So how do we move beyond uh, the safe confines of our cul-de-sac Christianity into a mountain-moving, giant-slaying, lame-man-leaping, adventurous faith? We must be brave enough to let go of the lies that hold us hostage and take hold of the truths that set us free. Let go of festering offenses and take hold of forgiving grace. Let go of of the preoccupation uh, with self-doubt and take hold of the power-filled promise of God. Let go of comparing ourselves to others and take hold of our uniqueness fashioned by God. See, that's, that's one of the biggest struggles I've struggled with. You know, I'm like, man, how does that person stand firm? I wish I could be like Billy Graham or I wish I could be like David Jeremiah. You know, a person that has a strong faith and no matter what happened, they're always optimistic and they're always like they're always strong in their faith and they've never wavered. But we sometimes overlook that and we sometimes say, wow, maybe I don't want to be that person because you never know what they had to go through. So we kind of become envious of others. And so each and every one of our lives is unique. And so when we... And that's why each of our path that God has set for you and for me are different paths. The path that sin wants you to set is a worldly path. It's a path that, you know, gets that exercise. And it's a path that uh, instills of a tradition or of everyday cycles. Oh, get up, go to work, maybe go to the bar after work, and then go home and then uh, watch TV and then grab a beer or two or a Dr. Pepper or two. And watch um, either basketball, depends what uh, the day of the week, if it's Sunday, watch NASCAR or football. And it becomes a cycle. And that's a sinful cycle. And then we get old and, and then goes to the nursing home and boom, we're good. That's a cycle that sin has us on. But the path that God has set for you might be a whole different different path. You know, he might be going, he might have you going to a homeless shelter to minister. One day, while on the flip side, the following day, he might have you going to 
your church and being involved and being a member of your church. That's the path that God has for you. And that's a lot different path than the, the sinful path and the worldly path. So that's, so that's a uniqueness. And none of our paths are the same. I just want to state it out there. None of our paths, not even, even if we try to replicate Jesus's path, and if we try to replicate somebody else's path, none of it will ever be the same. <clears throat> so let go of the paralyzing doubt and take hold of the, of the fleet-footed faith that's ready to dance for the daring rhythm of God's, of God's drum. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life, John 14, 6. He wasn't simply speaking of the eternal life we receive when we leave this earth, but the fullness and freedom we can experience in the here and now when we take hold of our when we take hold of all he has taken hold of, of for us so i'm going to reiterate that he simply he wasn't simply speaking of the eternal life we receive when we leave this earth but the fullness and freedom we can experience in the here and now when we take hold of all he has taken hold of for us. So the question that I'm going to uh, leave you guys with is, how has your faith changed over the years? Would you say it's gotten less bold or more bold? What do you think caused this change? For me, I would say over the years, you know, my faith definitely has, I think it, I think it's a time and a season. You know, there are times when my faith has strengthened, you know, especially when I was uh, paralyzed from the neck down. And that's when I really relied on God because that's all I had, which was God and his dependence. And so it's it was very interesting about that. While the flip side you know, when I found out that I'm in a good spot in life and, you know, there's no major health problems, but there's minor health problems, I tend to become lackadaisy in my faith. And I tend to say, okay, you know what, I can, this is tangible health problem. Let me go to the doctor. Let me take some prescriptions. And there we go. And so, therefore, I don't really need God. But that's a whole skewy, that's a skewy and whack thinking. We always need God. Because the moment that we state that we don't need God for a minor problem, but we're like, oh, okay, we need God for a big problem. You know, we lose a job. Oh, God, can you help us? Now, he is going to be there. But if we go to, if we don't go to God for like even a simple cold or allergies, that God can change that into uh, a pneumonia, to a near-death experience. That's the difference, and that we are dependent upon God no matter what. So that's that is a very interesting um, the land in between and what your faith and you know being bold and what not being bold means. You know, and sometimes for me, being bold in my faith when I first heard about being bold, I'm like, man, what do we have to do? Do we have to go and uh, in front of the pulpit and? you know, do this insane, crazy stuff that, you know, not your average people would do, but that's not what being bold means. Some Sometimes being bold in your faith means going to a random stranger and asking if 
you can pray for them. Or, or another sense of being bold is praying like in the um, quietly at lunchtime. That's being bold in your faith. And if you're at work, being bold in your faith is like listening to Christian music, very small, like in your cubicle or in your office. And, you know, it's just low enough where it doesn't deserve other people. That's being bold because somebody might, there's always people listening. And so, um, and that's what the sense of being bold means. And how cool is it that, you know, as followers, that little act of being bold, even listening to Christian music and praying for someone, that can change and impact somebody else's life and that we, we don't know. And that's what, as being disciples of Christ, we are instructed to do. So that's the land in between. And we are going to end it with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we're going to, we thank you, Lord, for giving the energy and giving the strength that you've given us. We thank you that we can be optim, not optimistic. We, th we thank you that we can be bold in our faith, not being lackadaisy. We thank you that we can be strong and affirmative in our faith. And when things happen, Lord, help us to be dependent upon you. And when we struggle, help us to be dependent upon you. Help us to be dependent on you even when we get good news. And when you give us a brand new job, help us to thank you and help us to be bold in our actions of being praiseful. And even if tiny things happen, like a tiny, uh, we get a minor allergy, help us to go be uh, come to you because you can do all things. And Lord, we thank you for the time that you've given us. We take time for granted. And, you know, we're just so blessed that you've given us because you can come home, you can call us home anytime. So we are so thankful that you truly are a merciful and a gracious Father. And in your Father's name, we and give us the energy and the strength to run this race that you've given us, the uniqueness path that you have set for each and every one of us. That when we see different storms of life, help us to call upon you so that you can come to our aid and you can say, here I am. Let's walk this path together so that when we cross the finish line, we can run into your arms and we can hear you say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in your Father's name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, I hope you guys have a blessed day. And remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.